This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I think we should start by offering our condolences to uh, Kendrick Perkins and uh, Mark Jones and Dan Lebetard and all the race hustlers on ESPN who uh, think Nikola Jokic is just, you know, he's popular because he's white. And uh, didn't really deserve those two MVPs. He won back to back, and they campaigned. At least Perkins did campaign to uh, to get Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, the MVP this year. They succeeded. Embiid won uh, handily. Jokic, he didn't care. He was busy going out there and winning games. He won a title, his first title, not his last last night. In just an, uh, another historic performance. Congratulations to the Nuggets, to the white guy from Serbia. Can you believe Perkins actually said at one point that he was the guy who padded his stats? I mean, he's he's just an idiot. Kendrick Perkins is an idiot. Joel uh, Joel Embiid is good, and, and you know, he seems like a nice guy. But we just got to see them both in the playoffs. Embiid lot uh, went down in flames against the Celtics. Uh, Jokic carried his team to another title, winning the finals in five games and winning the MVP unanimously which is good. If anybody voted for anybody else, I would have accused them of being just another Kendrick Perkins or Mark Jones and basing their uh, decision on race. Jokic, and, and perhaps the dumbest thing, and we played this last week, uh, ever said by anybody in the media about Jokic is that he's not fun to watch. He's painful to watch. We played it from uh, Lebetard's show. He and his sidekicks were talking about how America hates Jokic. Uh, what, what are you talking about? I have not seen many players in my life who are as entertaining to watch as Joe, as Jokic because he's so complete. He's just an amazing talent and smart as hell. Oh, am I allowed to say that? But a white guy, really smart player. He reminds me of Larry Bird. Uh Oh, another white guy. who just, you know, the white voters voted for him. That's why Larry won three MVPs, right? KP. You fool. Um, but Jokic is on another level. He sees things other players don't see. He can shoot. He can rebound. He can take the ball up the court. He can dribble. And he just has the ultimate court awareness. I, w- I thought it was a treat to watch him for this series. I was almost hoping it would go a little longer because I was really enjoying. I mean, it was a good matchup on paper. You had the eighth seed who won a play-in game who had no business being in the finals. Then you had the heavily favored uh, uh, Nuggets who hadn't lost the game at home in the playoffs, who were just rolling, and it went according to plan. And it went according to plan because the big lug from Serbia, who just, they they just had no answers for him. I think he's going to win more MVPs, more titles. He's only 28, and uh, he looks... Like he just gets better every game. Like he just figures things out. Uh, and he seems to carry himself with class. Um, after the game, he was told he was told he had to stick around till Thursday for the parade. And he wasn't happy. He just wants to go home. He's tired. He's ready to go home to Serbia. I'm not sure what's, what's waiting for him in Serbia. His whole family is at the game. His horses. His is uh, yeah? Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get like drafted and forced to fight? <laughs> fight Probably. In the war? Probably. Um, quite a weekend, long weekend for the Serbians. Huh? First, you had uh, 
a, a, a French win at the French Open for uh, Djokovic, and then you had an NBA title for Joe Kick, Joe Kitch. And uh, this is uh, Joe Kitch after the game when told the parade won't be until Thursday. Go ahead, play it. Um, you said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I need to go home, he says Jokic. That's great. I mean, he's just burnt out. He's done. He gives it every ounce of energy, mentally, physically. Uh, I mean, he, he bangs. You know, he's setting picks all night. He is ready for a break. Uh, here's my solution. Just let him go home and let his brothers lead the parade because his brothers – they're, they're not going anywhere. They'll probably never go back to Serbia. <laughs> they're probably, they're just having too much fun. And uh, I, I, I always say I respect players without tattoos. Guys without tattoos are the, the new guys with tattoos. You know, if you're a rebel now, you don't get a tattoo. You know, you just, you don't deface your body because everybody does it. What's, you know, what's so cool about a tattoo and his two brothers are just tatted up and they're, they're just nuts. And they were literally picking up the coach, Mike Malone and tossing him in the air after the game and just picking up everybody and giving him bear hugs. And his wife and his kid were there and uh, everyone was just having a blast. And by the way, you don't win a title without, you know, a, a mass shooting anymore, right? It's part of the fun. You climb light poles, you set cars on fire, and you shoot people. There was a mass shooting in the uh, cele- amid the celebration in Denver. I believe nine people were shot. None has died, as far as we know, which is good. There were bad, bad aims. The Nuggets fans, unlike the Nuggets players, were not good shots, I think. Check that for me, Ironhead. I don't think anybody died. But, you know, what are you going to do? You win a title, your first title in franchise history. You got to, you know, fire off a few rounds, right? Well, you know, what, what fun is it with a little gunplay? But uh, I would be curious. I mean, I don't even know when Perkins is on TV anymore. I don't watch ESPN. But uh, as a reminder, he accused NBA MVP voters of being racist for picking Jokic twice. And he kind of set it up that uh, it couldn't happen again. It wouldn't happen again. And he helped, make no mistake, he helped Joel Embiid win the MVP this year. Jokic didn't care. He was like, he was busy trying to win a title. Um, He had others who agreed with him. Mark Jones, who's just a virulent racist, an NBA play-by-play guy, by the way, but also a guy who said he didn't want a police escort to go to a game when he was doing a football game because he thought the cops might shoot him. And he, he's, he's happy when white guys like, like Nick Boza tear their ACL, things like that make him happy. He's just a flat-out racist. And uh, ESPN, they don't care. As long as, you're, uh, you're, as long as you're the right kind of racist, they're cool. No deaths, they're reporting out of Denver. Nine injured. That is unbelievable. You win a title, you're absolutely euphoric, and you think, now's a good time to shoot some people. Uh, hopefully they, everybody's going to be okay, and hopefully the uh, perpetrators are in custody. 
but I'll be curious to hear, you know, what, what, I mean, I, I won't watch it. I don't even know when Lebetard's on anymore, but curious to see if these guys are going to be okay. A white guy's the best player in the NBA. A white guy's the two-time MVP and the finals MVP. And, uh, he did everything right. He says everything right. He After the game, before he did the TV interview, he was seeking out each member of the Heat to congratulate them. Yeah, You know, the Heat were just an amazing story. Obviously, you know, they, they weren't nearly as good as the Nuggets. They didn't have the depth, the talent, and they didn't have the best player. But it is hard to believe in this day and age that an eight seed can go all the way to the finals and put a little scare into the Nuggets. But... They just can't match up. I mean, obviously, they got some good players, some tough players, some overachieving, undrafted players, but they ain't got Nicole Jokic. Yeah, let's do this. Let's a reminder. This I haven't, you know. Again, I haven't watched this show in years, but the show is lots of phony debates and letting Stephen A. rant and all that, and have, bringing on Perkins, who's an idiot, to, to say you know the the voters who are mostly uh, minorities. They're they're mostly uh, black, Hispanic, women of color in the NBA media now, and he's accusing them of voting for the white guy because they're racist. And of course, he can't back it up. He can't intellectually make his argument. And J.J. Redick, to his credit, came on the next day, I believe, and just reamed him out. This was good. This was perhaps the highlight of the all-time highlight from first take. Stephen A. just sat there quietly Let's watch as Reddick reminds us what an idiot Perkins is. Go ahead. I want to say, I want to just say it's something. Back, give, Stephen, give a, I, I mean, Stephen, I mean, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to First Take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are, they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I, you I ju- did yes, not, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, yes, you did. That is exactly what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated it. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Okay. That 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 qualifies as an intellectual argument from Perkins. What's a fact that they favor the white guy? That the black voters uh, that <laughs> favor the white? It's absurd on its face. There's very few groups of people more liberal than NBA media. They don't favor the white guy, but they made Perkins happy. They gave him be the vote. He gave him be the MVP. But that's okay. I don't care. Neither does Jokic. He went out there and won the title, and he ain't going anywhere. And uh, it was a pleasure to watch him. Whoever was that? Whoever said that on Lebertard's show that he's a, he's painful to watch and he's uh, people would hate him. No, people hate him. They said, but if he were American and went to Duke, they would love him. What? I I I couldn't take my eyes off him. I found him to be one of those few players where you're just fascinated by how good he is in every aspect of the game and how 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 he just sees things other players don't. Makes you know full length court passes, bounce passes, never seems to miss a cutter. Just a dominant dominant player, and uh, the the best guy won and won it pretty 
uh, handily in five games, won it at home. It was great to see. It was very, it was uh, very entertaining. I'll be curious. You think he'll make it to the parade? He will. He wants to go home, but he'll stick around, hang out with his brothers, get a little crazy. This is going to be a crazy parade just, just because of the brothers. But we now know what Denver's, I mean, Denver's just going crazy. They're shooting people and tearing down, you know, light posts and setting cars on fire. So it's going to be wild on Thursday, but uh, congratulations to the Nuggets. Uh, we got lots to get to on this Tuesday morning. What a wild day. What a, what a wild time to be alive. Later today, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, will be arraigned in federal court in Miami. He'll be fingerprinted, and I'm, we, we're not sure about the mugshot. Uh, he will not spend any time in jail. It will be just perfunctory. He'll plead not guilty. He told Howie Carr that yesterday. He will say not guilty and that's it. And he'll leave court and uh, all the mainstream media, all the networks, CNN, MSNBC, MSNBC will go wall to wall. They already are going wall to wall on Trump's arraignment, which is um, a gift to them. You know, it's intentional. The whole thing is by design, but it's, but it is designed to get your eyes off the real big story, which is the bribery scandal engulfing the White House right now. It's only the biggest political scandal in our lifetimes, perhaps in the history of this country. Yes, the biggest political scandal in American history is unfolding and the media is ignoring it. They're not covering it up. They'll probably get to that point where they start lying and making excuses for Biden and, and Hunter and the whole thing. But right now they're ignoring it. And, and, and I have to do this because I've been, uh, I've been, first of all, I watched this morning, spent like the last couple hours walk, watching mostly MSNBC and CNN. I should have flipped over to the, uh, the good morning Americas and today, but I'm pretty sure they're on the same page as CNN and MSNBC. They did not mention it. These are, 24-hour news, news channels, no mention of the existence of an audio tape of the guy who bribed Joe Biden talking about the bribe with Joe Biden, our sitting president. Again, the biggest political scandal in American history, if that's accurate, and we have no reason to doubt it. It's from Chuck Grassley. I know he's 150 years old, but he's very reliable when it comes to whistleblowers. He's not some firebrand. He's not Matt Gates. We'll, we'll get to the um, to the sound, to the explanation from Grassley. It is going to be really hard work for the mainstream media to now cover this up. I understand it's their job. They're good at it. They've been covering up for Biden for his whole, his entire career, particularly for the last two and a half years or three years. They helped get him elected. This is tougher than anything they've done so far. This is going to be a real challenge. If you're at the New York Times, the Washington Post, if you're Anderson Cooper or Rachel Maddow or Joe Scarborough, you got your work cut out for you. I just did this this morning just to see, just to kind of encapsulate how corrupt, how dishonest our mainstream media is. When you think of the mainstream media, when you think of the regime media, you generally think of the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC. Well, I just told you, I don't believe CNN or MSNBC mentioned it this morning. They have panels. They have like 72 guys on the set, all of them talking about Trump, 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 Trump. Trump's going to jail. Trump 
committed felonies. Trump is a scoundrel. Trump is a criminal. That's their, that's their all day, 24 hour programming summed up. Um, the fact that the sitting president took a bribe from a uh, Ukrainian oligarch and the guy has it on tape, allegedly, has a recording, was completely ignored, not covered, not dismissed, not belittled, not, not diminished, ignored. I just did the count. It took me a while, but I did it. New York Times homepage. They have like a hundred stories. I lost count. It is literally a hundred stories. They have a, uh, they have, you know, recipes and sports stories and Tony coverage and, you know, Broadway coverage. And I thought you might be interested in this Ironhead. A uh, right on their homepage, a crispy gnocchi with tomato and red onion. Can't eat it. Sounds good. Doesn't it? It does. Uh, uh, Go Chang burger with spicy slaw. They have a watermelon margarita recipe. They have one story after another. Women's white T-shirts that we love. Um, most grill tools are flimsy and gimmicky. Did you know that? They have a story about grill tools. Uh, I'm just looking, uh, you know, just quickly scam, uh, scanning things. Oh, they mentioned the Nuggets winning the title. That's good. That's relevant. Uh, oh, they have the Tony Awards go off script. Um they have a few stories about Ron DeSantis. I think it was six stories about Ron DeSantis. They have nine stories about Donald Trump on the New York Times homepage. Nine. They have zero stories about the sitting president taking a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian, a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch to get the prosecutor fired who was looking into Burisma, the company that was paying his scumbag son $83,000 a month. It is classic political corruption. It's really not that hard to understand, but they don't care. I, I don't ever want to hear anybody refer to the New York Times as a news organization again. They are not. They're not. They're a political action committee. They're there to defend, to protect Joe Biden. They're there to bring down Donald Trump. That is it. Okay, you ready for the uh, Washington Post? You think that's bad? Nine stories on the... Uh, on Trump, on the front page of the New York Times, zero on Joe Biden, zero. Uh, the Washington Post, let me get to the Washington Post. Uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, Washington Post has uh, 10 stories on Donald Trump, 10. How many on uh, Joe Biden? Our sitting president took a $5 million bribe, zero. Don't ever, ever tell me Washington Post is a news organization. I do want to say this, though, that they really did a nice job covering the Donald Trump scandal. Among their 10 stories, this is no lie. This is I'm, I'm reading right now. I, I, I clicked on it and it appeared. I, it's not behind a paywall and it shouldn't be. It's such an important story. Headline, we need to talk about Trump's bathroom chandelier uh, by Geraldine DeRoyder. This is a real story in the Washington Post. They the used to be a respected newspaper at Pulitzer. This is Woodward and Bernstein's uh, employer. Uh, I'll, I'll just give quick reading to see where the uh, Washington Post comes down on this scandal. 
last week, Donald Trump was indicted on charges he mishandled classified documents, allegedly storing them in, among other places, a Mar-a-Lago bathroom. A photo of the scene included in the indictment depicted stacks of boxes under a large crystal chandelier that was somehow simultaneously decadent and drab. The light fixture equivalent of Miss Havisham. I don't know what that is, but whatever. That's the lead. Despite implications of the indictment for national security, the presidential race, and American democracy, it was the chandelier that generated significant reaction from the public in the following days. Its silent witness to the crimes unfolding below offered a different sort of indictment of wealth and things to which we, the middle-class masses who grew up with one or two chandelier-free bathrooms, were taught to aspire, and it raised questions both of design and hygiene. Chief among them, are toilet chandeliers even a thing? <laughs> the, new, the Washington Post has, uh, I didn't count do the word count, but it's a significant column. I'm going to guess it's about uh, eight, 900 words on Trump's bathroom chandelier. Not one word about Joe Biden, the president who will be impeached if Chuck Grassley is right, if he indeed, uh, if there is indeed an audio recording of the guy who bribed Biden talking to Biden, and by the way, 15 recordings of the guy who paid the bribe talking to Hunter Biden, 17 total, two with Joe Biden, 15 with Hunter Biden. If that is true, if that is accurate, then our president will be impeached and should be convicted. He, he can't continue on as our commander-in-chief. We all know that. It is, it's just a fascinating thing to watch unfold. Anybody who's being honest, anyone who's objective at all, knows that we've never seen a scandal like this. But if you hate Trump, like the mainstream media, and you, whatever, like Biden, no one actually likes Biden, they just hate Trump, then you pretend it doesn't exist. You don't defend it. You don't argue it. You just ignore it. And that's what our entire mainstream media is doing now. That's why Trump was indicted. That's why Christopher Ray slow walked the 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 uh, form from the informant at first. Initially refused to give it to James Comer and Chuck Grassley, and then made them look at it in a skiff and apparently redacted. Christopher Ray redacted the reference to the audio tapes. The the FBI is as every bit as corrupt as the Biden administration. They are covering for our corrupt president, and it has never been more apparent. It is a massive story, a massive scandal, and I'm not sure how how they're going to do how they're going to handle this. If this audio tape, indeed, we, we should have already heard it, but if we eventually hear it, if we see the form, the 1023 form with the uh, informant's story, what's the media going to do? Continue to ignore it? Continue to write and talk about Trump's bathroom chandelier? Is that really? The, the angle they're going to take when this thing hits the fan. Uh, there's so many fascinating developments to this here. We'll get to Gavin Newsom, who is campaigning to be the replacement. And I don't blame him. I don't think Joe Biden will be the nominee. If, if, you, if you were thinking that, you know, two weeks ago, I think you have to reconsider. Not only is he, is he unfit physically, mentally, but he's just thoroughly corrupt. And this thing, uh, thankfully, to Comer and thank for 
thanks to Comer and to uh, Grassley, if this thing gets advanced, if this thing gets indeed uh, exposed, he's done. He can't even finish his first term. As we suspected, he's just a, a, a corrupt, he's a criminal. It's, there's no other way around it, unless you think Chuck Grassley's lying. Let's listen to the 89-year-old. He struggled a little bit. I'll give him this. But this was earth-shattering. Chuck Grassley, again, is not known for histrionics. He he's generally level-headed, respected by both parties, kind of a kind of a somber, you know, really, really old guy. He struggles a little bit, but he gets through it. And you tell me what happens next if he's telling the truth. Go ahead, play it. That the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burma, employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. Special Counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? Getting a full and complete 1023 is critical for the American people to know and understand the true nature of the document and to hold the Justice Department and the FBI accountable. Okay, just play along. Say it's true. I believe it is. I mean, I think we all know that uh, there there was uh, corruption here. We all know Hunter Biden was getting $83,000 a month and a $3 million signing bonus to serve on the board of this corrupt company. We've all seen the audio tape, the the video, the audio of Joe Biden threatening to withhold aid to Ukraine if they don't fire the prosecutor who was looking into the corrupt company. They fired him. Joe Biden doesn't do something like that for nothing. And again, I remind people, this doesn't get enough attention. Joe Biden was in Ukraine with five days left in his term as vice president. He was done. You know, Joe Biden, uh, Biden and Obama were done. They were getting ready for the, inaug- the Trump's inauguration. They were moving on. He took time to fly to Ukraine to, I believe, meet with Zelensky and probably with uh, Mykola Zokolevsky. That would be the Ukrainian owner of Burisma, who is indeed the foreign national. This is according to the Washington Examiner, involved in the bribery scheme detailed in the FBI form. Check this out. Zlochevsky, Z-L-O-C-H-E-V-S-K-Y, 
Zlochevsky refers to Joe Biden as the big guy during a conversation he had in June of 2020. Excuse me. <laughs> the big guy corroborating the uh, the the emails on the laptop and the test on the and the story from uh, Tony Bobolinsky that he was indeed the big guy and he was getting at least 10 percent of some of these deals. We have the most corrupt man in the White House in the history of this country, selling out the country. And now, by the way, sending this country where he was uh, taking bribes and doing business, sending them $113 billion in, in, in American taxpayer paid uh, weaponry to escalate the war. And we're not go- supposed to question his, his intentions. He's compromised. He's corrupt. We know that now. And if this tape exists and we get a hold of it, you won't see it on CNN or MSNBC or ABC. You're seeing it. You will see it somewhere. They can't get, they can't stop, put their fingers in all the dikes. It will come out. It will shake the world and it will mean he's done as president. And that's a good thing. I mean, let's be honest. We all know, we all suspected just how corrupt, how criminal he is. And I think it's, uh, it's going to see the light of day. Good luck to the mainstream media covering up this one. Uh, yeah, this this story is unbelievable. It really is. Listening to Grassley and then envisioning, envisioning what it's going to sound like. Joe Biden. I mean, <laughs> it might sound like that that clip you just played, but there's going to be a Ukrainian oligarch, Mikola Zolevsky, on this tape. Offering $5 million and getting the deal done. By the way, another $5 million to Hunter. Hunter was just making money hand over fist for, so for being a money. scumbag, for being a point man for his father's criminal enterprise. The same guy who's in court in a couple of weeks trying to lower his child support payments. That guy was taking $5 million in bribes of his own. And by the way, there's all kinds of evidence to support this on the laptop. He was paying his father's home bills, home repairs, home upkeep on his father's mansion. He was he, he tells his daughter he has to give half his money to his father. He complains about that. There's a reason. Joe Biden said, you could sell my office, you could sell my name, but you got to kick back to the big guy. It's all coming together. You just can't expect to hear about it or read about it in any mainstream media. They've gone so radio silence, they're, they're, they're busy covering the chandelier in Trump's bathroom. All right, we'll get back to Trump. It, uh, I'm not sure what to expect today, but there are, there are some idiots already gathered outside the courthouse. And uh, the FBI is hoping, the media is hoping for trouble. They're hoping for another insurrection. And there are a few people I'm worried about. We'll see what happens. I have no sympathy for those people if they indeed act up. On Trump's behalf, they're fools. But we'll get to Lace. So I have a couple of questions on this uh, on, on this whole scandal, which I just can't get past. We have Kevin McCarthy schooling, absolutely schooling a CNN reporter, and we love to see it. And Gavin Newsom kicked off his campaign for the 2024 nomination by sitting down with Sean Hannity, a really, really smart move. And uh, don't listen to what he says. Listen to what he does. Gavin Newsom is angling for the nomination. I have no doubt about it. And we have to, once again, be thankful that, that uh, dignity and respect and honor is back in the white house. You know that because there was a uh, ceremony for uh, Joe Biden's 
LBGTQIA plus fans and supporters at the White House. And uh, guns out, sun's out, guns out, baby. They were uh, <laughs> uh, they were showing off. It's disgusting, to be honest with you. But what do you expect from the Biden administration? We'll get to that and lots more. But first, excuse me. Hi, let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifiers. They use proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and much more are no match. I got a son, big guy, strong guy, likes to work out, sweats a lot. Smells a lot sometimes. Just put my Eden Pure Thunderstorm right there in his room, and in a few minutes, the stench is gone. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules, which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over and over again, saving you money. Start enjoying your home again and get several thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for whole home protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code JERRY, G-E-R-R-Y. Shipping is free. All right. Well, they're gathering outside the courthouse, I believe, in Miami already. I'm I'm a little worried about some of these idiots. Uh, They're pissed. They should be. I mean, the whole thing is a sham. Uh, I said this this on Twitter. Two things that these people, Trump supporters, hell, me, anybody, any American who's interested in the equal application of our laws, uh, equal justice under the law, is just uh, disgusted with this whole charade. Um, Trump, what Trump did isn't as bad as what Joe Biden did. And I'm not talking about taking bribes. I'm talking about stealing uh, classified documents. It certainly isn't as bad as what Hillary Clinton did, destroying 33,000 subpoenas, emails. But he's facing a judge today and facing 37 counts. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy is outside the courthouse right now with a bullhorn in a T-shirt and a white hat that says truth on it, a true social hat. He's speaking, and uh, unfortunately, there's some uh, some idiots already gathered outside, ready to protest. Um, I'm, I'm a little nervous about these people. They should uh, stand down and stand back, as Trump would say. This isn't smart. This is the FBI, I have no doubt, has some informants. They have some agents in the crowd, some provocateurs. They're hoping for trouble. They're hoping to arrest these idiots. It's what they do. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's watch this one. <laughs> this one Florida man saying he's ready to go to war for Donald Trump. I guess he hasn't quite read up on that whole January 6th thing. The prosecution, the persecution of the people who were there to fight for Trump on January 6th. He hasn't quite caught up on the complete uh, unfairness of uh, the prosecution of, of, of political protesters in this country, but uh, hopefully someone can talk some sense into him, sense him. But let's listen to this one Florida man. Go ahead. Oh, if he gets indoctrinated, January 6th is going to look like a playground. <laughs> it's going to look like a playground from the inside voices that I hear from all the militias and everything else. It's going to be a playground. But 
want to fight, bring it. I mean, I've been in, I, I watched Kamala Harris in Orlando. I watched Antifa throw bottles, spit on my child, throw stuff at us. They told us to refrain ourselves. Really? Okay. But it is what it is, you know. This country's so left right now, but we got to bring it back to the right. We got to get right on the right path. We got to bring everything back. If we don't, we're going to crumble. We're going to be a third world nation. You know? We have to stand up for that flag. We have to stand up for our beliefs. And we got to put God back in this country. If we forget about him, he's going to forget about us. And right now we're forgetting him and we're forgetting Israel. We forget both of those. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Because there's a lot of boys like me that are ready. All we need is an order. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. He said if they indoctrinate him, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> I don't think they're going to indoctrinate him, fella. But, and they've already indicted him. Uh, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I don't think people are stupid enough to fall for this. I don't think they're, you know, if, if Ray Epps is in the crowd telling you to storm the courthouse guy, uh, don't do it. Don't <laughs> fall for it. What a dope. But I have a couple other questions before we move on, get to uh, Gavin Newsom and, uh, and the pride celebration at the White House. I, I, I was watching Greg Kelly last night and he went into this and I don't get it. I don't, you know, the lead witness against Trump is in this, in this uh, case, his own lawyer, this guy, Evan Corcoran. I mean, they have testimony from his lawyer. When did we just scrap the whole concept of attorney client privilege? It wasn't like there was a bomb ready to go off or Trump was ready to, to, to murder someone. They, they used testimony from his own lawyer. It, it's unbelievable how the rules, the norms just go out the window with Trump. It doesn't seem right to me. I'm not sure anybody else. I've never heard or rarely heard of of case where the lawyer is forced to testify against his client. This guy is still on the legal team. It's hard enough for Trump to get lawyers. They disbar people that defend Trump. Rudy Giuliani got disbarred for defending Trump. This guy, Corcoran, is on the legal team, and they're using his testimony, things Trump told him assuming he had attorney-client privilege. I don't know if that's grounds for appeal if he gets con- uh, convicted, but God, does that seem unfair. And if you were wondering just how biased this whole thing is, um, consider the photos that came with the indictment. All those boxes, right? We saw boxes upon boxes, hundreds of boxes, in the bathroom, under the chandelier, in that little theater room in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, as, as Greg Kelly pointed out, you know how many documents had classified markings or were classified? 102. In those boxes, there are hundreds of thousands of uh, documents. Only 102 <laughs> are at, in dispute. So the stack of 102 would be like this. That would be smaller than a small paperback book. And yet they showed you thousands of or hundreds of thousands of documents. They showed you hundreds of boxes. So they're obviously trying to prejudice the jury. This is the federal government. This is the the, the uh, Department of Justice through this ghoul, Jack Smith, who looks like he sleeps in a coffin, by the way. He's a creepy looking guy. <laughs> they're obviously trying to sway people to, to, to think that he stole all these boxes. They're accusing him of taking 102, and I'm not sure it's even that high classified documents. So why are they showing us all those boxes? Why are they showing us the bathroom and the chandelier? Do they have pictures of Biden's garage? 
They have pictures of Hillary Clinton's smashed devices or her uh, bleach bit computer. Of course not. We, we would never see that. Would they have pictures from uh, Joe Biden's Penn Biden Center? Oh, no. Biden's lawyers. They cooperated. They handed everything over. Gee, why did they do that? Why would Biden's lawyers go through everything and hand over the because they were told you, know, you guys take care of it. The FBI could have raided the office. They chose not to. They left it up to Biden's own lawyers. These, these people are so biased. It is just so, this whole thing is just so one-sided. This is a, 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 a absolute travesty of justice. It only works one way. And here's the problem they have. Republican voters, or potential Trump voters, you know, 75 million Americans, they don't care about the evidence. They don't care about the, with the classified document he was waving around. They don't care what's in them. Nobody believes Trump sold out his country. No one believes he sold documents to, to Saudi Arabia. That's nonsense. That's what the Bidens do. They, they have two problems. A, every single Republican voter, every single one, 75 million of us, think that Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden are not um, facing the same scrutiny. They are immune to this kind of prosecution. And two, um, (laughs) Trump would not be indicted if he weren't a candidate. So for those two reasons, it's 100% political and nobody wants to hear about the evidence. Nobody cares uh, I mean, obviously, Democrats do. The media does. They're obsessed with it. But there's not a single Republican voter who's changing his mind, saying, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm not going to support Trump because classified documents were in the bathroom. They know it's purely political. They know they're out to get him. They know they're doing this to distract people from the real scandal, which is Biden taking a bribe. They know Hillary and Biden and, by the way, Obama and every other president Clinton, every other president in, in history is not facing the same <clears throat> scrutiny, is not facing the same kind of uh, criminal probe. So they don't care. They don't care what's in the boxes. They know it's selective. They know it's political. They know they're obsessed with getting Trump. It's that simple. But uh, I am going to read up more. I, do, I need to understand how you can use a guy's lawyer's testimony. I never thought that was possible. All right, let me get to McCarthy and to uh, the next Democrat nominee for president, Gavin Newsom. And uh, we'll say goodbye to Pat Sajak. Sajak, we'll say goodbye to the man with the greatest job in the world, the single greatest job. He's stepping down, I guess, you know, after 40 years, it's time. But, man, he is walking away from one sweet gig. But first. Excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. 
With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's E-A-A-C-O-R-P.com. Uh, before we get to Newsom, I want to just do this quickly. I'm, Kevin McCarthy has done a great job as speaker. I had my doubts. I, the whole thing, the whole dramatic process where he finally won the vote after they were standing up there fighting all night. I had my doubts. But here's what I love about him. He has decided. He's made up his mind. And this is something that, you know, Paul Ryan never did or John Boehner or even, you know, Candle, Mitt Romney or John McCain. Republicans have to understand the media is their enemy. The media is out to get them. CNN works for Joe Biden. CNN hired Andrew McCabe. This is incredible. After he was fired by the FBI, he's a corrupt FBI agent fired for leaking things to the media. CNN hired him. He's now on CNN analyzing the the classified document scandal. You can't make that up. It's just insane. It's a bizarre. Anyway, so a CNN reporter likes to tries to pin down McCarthy on Trump on the Trump scandal, and McCarthy did exactly what he should do. He turned it back on her. He refused to take the bait, and he just kept pushing back. I think this is an organized effort. I think we're going to see more of this from Republicans who are not going to let the the mainstream media uh, set the set the dialogue, set the narrative uh, in service to Joe Biden. That's why they're there. That's why this CNN reporter, the blonde one right there in front of us, that's why she's there to protect Biden, to uh, uh, to, to criticize Trump and Kevin McCarthy refused to play along. I love this. We need more of this. Go ahead. Let's watch. The idea of equal justice is not playing out here. And so that's a real concern to all Americans. So as a policymaker, elected officials, we want to make sure it's equal justice for all. We want to look that it's a weaponization. Now, what, you, are you with CNN, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this even further because when somebody weaponizes government and they actually get removed from government, let's take Andrew McCabe, okay, former de- deputy. No, no, well, let me, no, no, let me answer the question. This is a different set of circumstances, right? I mean, the former president is accused of misleading law enforcement, of a conspiracy of obstructing justice. That's a different set of facts. Are you prepared to defend him as the former president? And what other actions will the House take in the House Judiciary Committee in terms of funding? Are you prepared to defend your your network, CNN? That I'm, handed, I'm, a, I'm answering your question. You could ask me any question you want, but I'm entitled to answer the question, okay? You can't put words in my mouth. Even though your network can hire Andrew McCabe, who was fired from the FBI for leaking classified documents. Did you remove him from your network? No, you continue to put him on to give judgment against President Mr. Trump. Speaker. You also hire Clapper. Clapper has come out publicly. What steps is the House going to take in terms of, is there any effort to defund the FBI, any effort to defund the Department of Justice after what you've seen over the last several days? So your network hires Clapper, who literally <laughs> lied to the American public, one of 51 other individuals that had 
briefings and used it politically to tell the American public that a laptop was Russia collusion, even though it had all this information about the Biden administration. Are you prepared to get rid of those people from your network? Because my concern as a policymaker is that when you weaponize government and now you're weaponizing networks, that is wrong. So we will take all of our power to make sure that the legal system in America gets the blinders back on and people are treated fairly. I have a real problem that your network actually pays people who did classified information and then lied to the American public to try to influence a presidential election and then you put them on your network to give an but, opinion but about, about a the president, president and, they, and I'm Trump. answering your your but you're not answering oh what very clearly what because what your network has do. done yes. has weaponized at the same time I think equal justice is important for another, yes. then he just turns away that's what we need more of that every time a CNN reporter asks any Republican question, the answer should be, you hired Andrew McCabe, you hired Clapper, you put Brennan on the air. You, These people are on your payroll, these corrupt feds. And we're talking about a corrupt federal uh, government, the corrupt DOJ, a corrupt FBI. And you put corrupt federal agents on your air and pay them. That's the only answer. Great job, Kevin McCarthy. We need more of that. Uh, you know what else? Who else did a great? I hate to say this. This is killing me. It's going to kill me, Ironhead. I hate to say. You no know one else did a good job last night, and he is so slimy and he's so sleazy. Doesn't matter. Gavin Newsom. I don't know if you saw this, but Gavin Newsom went on with Sean Hannity a long. I don't know how long it was. An hour long sit down, freewheeling Q and A, and he defended Joe Biden, but he's full of it. He is there. He presented himself as an alternative, and I think. He, despite defending all the things Biden has done and the money he spent, and he's saying Biden's doing a great job, he he was there. He had an alternative motive. It was to present an alternative. Here I am. Joe Biden's a doddering old fool. He's corrupt. He's not going to make it to the end of this term. He certainly can't run for a second term. I'm here. I'm here. And he went back and forth with Hannity. And the contrast between Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden is just it's, it's unbelievable when you think about it. Biden can't read a teleprompter for 20 seconds, as we show you every day. He made it a point to say he had no notes, no teleprompters, just winging it, debating Hannity. And if you're a Democrat, if you're a, if you hate Trump and or just hate whatever Republicans, you're looking at that saying, won't that be something? Wouldn't that be something to have a candidate who can speak, who can speak <laughs> clearly, who doesn't have dementia, who can walk without falling down? That was the whole point of Newsom appearing with Hannity and he pulled it off. There were times I, I, I wanted to reach in the screen and strangle him because he's full of it, defending California, defending all the insane woke policies. But that wasn't the point. The point wasn't the substance of the interview. It was the optics. Look at me. You can actually have a president who's a crazy liberal who believes in all the open borders and believes in high taxes and everything else, but isn't struggling to make it through the day, it was striking. Let's play a little bit of this exchange because it's so good. Uh, Hannity does a good job too, man. In the middle of his question, he uh, he, he he decides to go to the montage of uh, of Biden stumbling and bumbling and makes Newsom sit through the whole thing. But here's the here's the point: Newsom's pretending it's uncomfortable and Hannity's not being fair to Biden, but he loves it. 
This is what he wants. He wants you to see Biden and then listen to him. And by the way, he agreed to a, to do a one-on-one three-hour debate with Ron DeSantis. He said, let's do it. No notes, just him and me. And I'm thinking, that'd be great for both guys, but it'll never happen. No. But he wants you to think, Joe Biden can't, couldn't do a 10-minute debate with, with, with Dana Bash. He wants to do a three-hour debate with Ron DeSantis. I think every liberal who watched this, every Democrat who watched this, was cheering, saying this is glorious. We get a guy who can actually speak in complete sentences. I mean, he's slick. He's phony. He's, he's all, you know, he looks like right out of central casting. But he can actually walk and talk. Those two things our president can't do. All right, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll do Shea. We'll play you that. And then we'll uh, give you an update on the pride celebration at the White House. Maybe those parts you missed. We, we might have to blur them out. But it is so good to have dignity and honor back in the White House. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I quickly, let's do uh, this one question. Uh, I, Hannity and uh, Newsom was good. I mean, I was, I watched, I couldn't stop watching. It was a real, like, kind of old-fashioned, contentious interview with debate back and forth. You don't see that anymore. Because, you know, the, the, like a liberal host, they don't put Republicans on, except Byron Donalds. He seems like the only guy who goes on with them, and he does a good job. And obviously, Democrat politicians don't usually go into the lion's den. They don't dare. They would never dare go on with, with Tucker. Uh, rarely do you see them go on with, uh, you know, Rob Schmidt. But they, he sat down with Hannity, and it was cordial, but it was it was tense. And he did a good job even though, and, and, and it was, I got to give him credit. He is slick and he is slimy, but this was smart. He defends Joe Biden while at the same time presenting an alternative. And if I'm a Democrat, I say, let's, let's go with this guy. I mean, I don't care. He can, he's not, doesn't have dementia. <laughs> Check edge, edge Newsom. Let's watch. Now my question is a serious one. All right. Okay. Is Joe Biden up to the job of being president? And as a little reminder, take a look at your president and the monitor. And there's an awful lot of stories that are told, probably a bunch apocryphal about uh, um, uh, former prime minister. Uh, like we take baths of that. Anyway. Wandering around at three in the morning. Yeah, Winston Churchill. By the way, I met with the, who are those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? 
and to cheer for Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I know him, and I did mispronounce his name. So uh, I'm trying to think. What was the last? Where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Ireland. <laughs> That's where it was. Eight e i g h percent. He said, "You're too much. You're too much like that guy who led the revolutions instead of the guy who was the prime minister." I said, "Who's?" He said, "You got to be less like." The military guy. They shot him. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go late. Let the world. Let's get it done. And then you got Joe Biden is having a hard time standing up. Take a look at that one. This is, this is uh, Biden just falling down. It's a visual. Obviously, Biden falls down. We've seen that a few times. And Newsom's sitting there loving it. But then can we get to what his answer? Because, you know. He's got to say this because, oh, Joe Biden's doing great. I talked to him. He's great. But he knows he, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Go ahead, play it. Strong enough to lead this country against China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, and a war, new axis of evil. And that he's the guy. He cannot articulate the economy the way you just did. Yeah, but I don't think he's capable. I know he's capable. I see results. I've seen a master class of results the last few years. <laughs> master class of results and he does i mean he loves big spending he loves the fact that they drove up inflation he likes you know he's okay with an open border although he was very upset that desantis sent whatever it was 16 immigrants illegal immigrants to california that really set him off the fact that joe biden's letting seven million illegal immigrants into the country he's okay with that but 16 arrive on a plane from florida and he's bent out of shape but he pulled it off, man. He he presented an alternative. The whisper, and he knows Joe Biden's in real trouble, and he knows Kamala Harris is a terrible candidate. Uh, two quick things. I'll do this quickly, Ironhead. Uh, let's see the Pride celebration. Can you throw the uh, video? Do you have video or photograph? At the Pride celebration, where our empty husk of a president flew the Pride flag and said that uh, America is all about pride, and these are some of the bravest. By the way, someone tracked this. He referred to the LBGTQ community. He called them brave and courageous like five times more than he called the, our fallen soldiers brave and courageous on Memorial Day. He used brave and courageous more to describe people like this freak. He, he poses with this transgender person. I don't know her name or his name or whatever, but this is a transgender activist. Poses with Joe Biden and then moments later in on the White House lawn, um, flashes us. Go ahead, play it. It's a human rights. Are we topless at the White House? So not just him. Okay, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I can That's tell you, man. that was a born female, now a male. You can tell by the uh, scars. And well, the, the, two, the two on the sides, I, I understand. They're showing off their flat chest because they had double mastectomies because mm-hmm. they decided that they were men. But the activist who was just with Trump, she's a man. He's a man with fake breasts. Is that right? Yep. And they strip down. They go topless on the White House lawn right in front of the American flag and the trans flag. Ah, is there no depths too low for Biden to sink? That is that is the guy who said he was going to bring decency and honor back to the White House. He's got trans activists stripping down in the middle of the day at the White House. 
can't imagine I can't imagine any equivalent for a Republican or for Trump, but I can't imagine the outrage be like some, you know, be like if Kid Rock whipped it out at the White House because he was there. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be right. hilarious. As we lo- as we go, we'll say congratulations to Pat Sajak. I just want to tell you, Pat Sajak made millions, millions, millions a year. It was syndicated, he made a fortune. This is a uh, friend, Bobby Burak on Outkick. Post this. He says Pat Sajak had the best work schedule in America. I just said he had the best job. I used to say Maury Povich. Maury Povich worked two days a week, like three weeks a month. He made like ten million a year. But he had to fight with crazy, you know, lunatics and. Pat Sajak just did Wheel of Fortune. There was no fights, no one throwing things. Here's what he did. He worked 35 days a year, four days a, four days a month for nine months. That's was his schedule. Four days a month for nine months. He taped 12 Wheel of Fortune's episode, episodes across every other Thursday and Friday. Four days a month, nine months a year, and made, I'm going to guess, 20, 25 million a year. Yes, the man had the single greatest job in American history, and he's walking away after 41 years. And he also survived in the entertainment business as a Republican, as a conservative. So congratulations to Pat Sajak. 15, 15 million a season. 15 million. Well, he also had the highest hourly wage in American history, 35 days a year. 15 million a year. What a gig. But uh, he's walking away. And uh, this is going to really bum out Joe Biden. I'm pretty sure he spends, he, that's kind of the uh, highlight of his day, watching Wheel of Fortune. He just he likes never so, actually he gets just, the puzzle, but, you know, he's hooked. He just watches the wheel spin. <laughs> watching the wheel. All right, we got to leave it there. We're getting ready for uh, Trump's arraignment and uh, the audio tape with Joe Biden agrees to take a bribe. Cannot wait. Uh, and we'll cover it, even though the mainstream media will not. But uh, that will do it for today. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.